Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. So anyone who's out there who wants to find me, we use Instagram. That's the way we communicate. We're not much into email unless someone replies on Instagram to email them. It's just an easier medium for us right now. It's where we're concentrating on the marketing and the advertising other than the podcast itself, which is a whole other animal that goes on in the podcast world. I thought in order to have a good podcast, you have to have good social media, but podcast is a social media beast in and of itself. So that's kind of cool. So either way, this is we're, we're starting to branch out internationally and um, one of the things that's really going on with the international growth of the podcast and, and push that we're doing um, as a crew here in Nashville is to get the, the entrepreneurship feeling and on an international level of food as well. So as we've started to do that, I'm very happy. And we all know um, that we're also on Spotify and that's the place you can find us as well as anywhere else you grow uh, from podcasts. You can find us any of the major ones out there, but Spotify just happens to be in Sweden also. Um, And what's really cool about this in the podcast world and what we're doing in the business world is we can share actual experience of people actually living it. We're, We're not going in and having them come in, you know, we can call in and they're in their environments, living their environments, living their life. And we're temporarily taking a snapshot of where they are in the world. So that's, what's really cool about this. So from Stockholm, Sweden, I have Hussein Reza of Moe's Burger. How are you doing today, Hussein? Uh, very good. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. I love this. Okay, so Sweden holds a very dear spot in my heart. Okay, uh, when I was uh, 15 to 16 years old, I spent a lot of time around Sweden playing soccer. Um, um, as an American, of course, I played in the Gothia Cup also during that time. That's in uh, Gothenburg, and um, I fell in love with the country just because. I love all the landscape. I love the the demographic difference from the north to the south. I love the attitude. I actually love the food um, and the diversity that goes on there and in what I'll call um, somewhat of a purity in it. And so it holds a special place in my heart. I love Stockholm as well. I went there before the last World Cup since we just ended the World Cup. Um, the last World Cup in Russia, we sort we went to uh, Stockholm first before we leapfrogged our way into St. Petersburg. So huge, fond thing. So let's talk about you. How did you become an entrepreneur? I mean, I think it's different. Uh, we as Americans, we have this perception of entrepreneurism, and it's in a very, very American view. And starting a business and being an entrepreneur in other countries isn't the same as it is here. It isn't maybe as easy, or there's different loopholes. So Let's talk about your adventure and how you got started and, and why burgers. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, yeah, we I, I own uh, most burgers together with my friend, a longtime friend. Uh, we grew up together here in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. And uh, we both ha- have a passion for burgers, like... Uh, on a free basis. So we, we usually get together and uh, do burgers at home, at the kitchen, and taste, uh, and like trying to come up with a different kind of new components to make the burger even better. So that's like a hobby that we had. 
And uh, my friend one day he came came up to me and said, "Why shouldn't we try to make a thing out of it? Like maybe start a company or because do we 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 because we've tried so many times we we've, we've gotten good at at burgers. You, we you both know that our uh, quality is pretty high compared to what exists around us here in in." Uh, in Stockholm. Absolutely. So where did you get your inspiration from? I mean, were you looking at social media? Were you constructing things like famous companies did? Were you going out and also trying burgers and restaurants around you? So, I mean, how did you get that influence or ideas to construct these burgers at home? I mean, that would be my first question because I think that we're born entrepreneurs like a lot of us and it's in us, but we just need to find the tool by which we express it. And so for you is burgers. And so I just want to like, how do you then perfect the skill is what I'm saying, because you had to do something to get to where you're like, okay, I have the confidence to do a business. So let's talk about that. how did you find all the burgers? Yeah. But the thing, the thing is that I've maybe eaten more than 5,000 burgers during my, I completely love burgers. That's my favorite meal. <laughs> yeah, and we've yeah, tried absolutely. all the restaurants around around here in Stockholm. So, so when when we went to these restaurants, we we noticed that some of them had you know, a large amount of customers all the time during the uh, during the noon, during the evenings, every time. So we were like, if these places can can. Uh, attract so many customers and we deep down think that our burgers is at least at good at good at least uh, as good as uh, their, their burgers why shouldn't we try to make a, a thing out of it so that's that's where we got this inspiration from we we noticed that the uh, other food trucks and restaurants had a large amount of customers that loved their burgers and uh, we we came to a conclusion that we uh, a, a conclusion that uh, people uh, sh- sh- they sorry for my poor English bro I haven't spoken English in a long time so I'm trying. Take your time. No, no, take your time. We're just going to work our way through this. The audience knows we're tr- we're entrepreneurs, right? Our first skill. No one thinks that my language is the, the that I have good language. Even in English, I drop the F-bomb every once in a while. So I'm going to help you out a little bit here um, and just pause for a second um, and let you think your thought. And that's I want to point out to everyone something. And there's it's in human nature to pursue things that we like and 5,000 burgers. Like I really like this because, and, and, um, I really like what we're talking about here. I myself love burgers. I, it's not something I go out and eat all the time. I, I like diversity of food being the food entrepreneur that I am also, but I have gotten in trouble as an entrepreneur and owner of a business because I said in front of all the employees, I fucking love cheeseburgers. And so I get yeah. the passion for it. I get it. I, I even, as I've even, um, separated ways with previous employees who weren't performing they've even thrown that burger comment back in my face you know but it is true i do love them so i get i get the desire i get burger is is a vehicle and it you can put so many different components on it and so many different types of bread and so many different types of meat and it's just so cool how that happens so i think that it's hugely important that we look at stuff like that and and are aware that 
um, that that's how creativity happens, right? We're just, we find a passion for something. We find something we like, whether it's in food or, or within food or within any entrepreneurial endeavor. And we're like a dog on a bone. We can't get enough of it. And I think we've heard that on the podcast before with pepper fire chicken here in Nashville. He couldn't get enough of a hot Nashville hot chicken. He, uh, Isaac just had to keep eating it. So it's the same here with Hussein. So Go on, Hussein. So you just couldn't get enough of the burgers, and you guys have decided that if anyone else could do it, you were definitely the best burger in town, even though you hadn't made a business out of it yet. Yeah, exactly. So we would, so the next step was we would, we let our friends try some burgers. Uh, Drillo and my American boy, Cab. Shout out to Cab. Uh, he visited uh, Miami and uh, different kind of series in in, uh, in the states and he really loved <laughs> USA but anyways uh, they tried our burgers and uh, they were like bro if you if 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 this is the quality that you can uh, like uh, provide for for people why 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 are why haven't you like started a company you're like wasting time just do it and uh, if it goes through and you become successful fine but if you don't fine you also try that that's the main thing so my friend came up to me and he said why shouldn't we try like we we have our jobs on the side and we in 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 the beginning he i i was i wasn't so uh fond of the idea but he 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 talked to me uh, during several times and he later on uh, went and convinced me to to at least try you're the more conservative so we, conservative partner in the relationship exactly exactly yeah. no i have two i have my two kids and like I, it, it, it takes a lot of time when people come come and buy the burgers they they think like wow you have so it's you're so successful you have so many customers uh, and you're just open 5 hours a day why because they don't know the amount of um, time that we put in before we open, like in preparing the in regards of pre- preparing the meat and cutting the salad and and so on and so forth. So, and we own we own a food truck, so that's a lot of work of bringing the stuff to the truck and yeah, preparing. So. Um, in the United States, yeah. we have to have like a restaurant or a commissary, we call them, that the, in the most cities and, and states. It's not in all of them, but most of them, I believe, maybe it has a, gone. But do you have to have that also so you have like a common restaurant or a shared restaurant or, sorry, kitchen, shared kitchen or shared space that you go to to do all this prep? Or do you have to buy your stuff and do it all on the truck? I don't know how it works exactly. in Sweden. No, no, we- it depends, but uh, in our truck, we have to bring all the stuff and do it in the truck. So in the beginning, we did all the preparing, uh, despite that we had uh, jobs to go to, uh, and then uh, open at uh, 5 uh, during the afternoon to, to 10 o'clock. And in the beginning, it was, wow. Neither of us have had any restaurant experience at all. So we went in just with the idea of our burgers being the best but uh, during the first day bro it was like a hurricane that struck us we had like uh, 150 or 200 uh, customers outside <laughs> and everyone wanted a burger and we was like 
we had to have, we hadn't prepared a system of who, yeah. how, how we are gonna uh, gonna like uh, <laughs> serve it who who does the fries who does the burgers who does the like uh, yeah yeah, I love so, this. Bro. I love this. I love this. Keep telling the story because we've all been here because entrepreneurs, we know we have to build the plane as we fly it. It's like, it, oh, we're going off the cliff. We'll figure out how to fly it and build the wings as we're falling because that's what that's the only way to do it. So go on. I love this. No, bro. I, and, and now that when I think about it, I, I, I can't even understand how we managed to, to complete the whole uh, session or the whole uh, the whole time, or how do you say the working time, without without collapsing? Because uh, I was like, bro, I didn't even know that the, the ingredients for all the burgers. I, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't, like memorized it. Yeah, so I, I have so been there. Oh man, I'm laughing so because I know it. I love it. I love it. It's true. It's 100% true. I, everyone's been there. That's been in that experience. But go on. Yeah, and my colleague Omar, the the. Uh, we call him the great douchebag, but uh, he was—he's like hand, hand, handling the fries. <laughs> he burned the fries all over, and the people started like um, b- b- getting upset. And we was like, "Bro, it's our first day. Just try to calm. We, tr- we tried to calm to, to calm the people down." And no, bro, it was—it was like I said, it was like a hurricane that struck us. That after five hours of complete madness, I was like, my friend came came up to me afterwards, and he said to me, "Bro." I've never, I've never seen you this tired or this, like uh, in state of shock. Like you, I can see the expressions on your face, bro. I've I so like, been, yeah. I've been exactly weird. Listen, this is because my tears have turned to laughter. But I, had, they were tears at the time. They were, they were tears in the hurricane. I, oh my gosh, keep going because I have so been where you are. The pain bro, is like, so real. The- Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What the f is? What the f have I gone in into?" Like, uh, I had a pretty decent job, like safe, and like I, I got one, my my like uh, salary every month, and and then I tried this, and I was like, "Bro, is it really worth it?" And then like my, I have a colleague. His name is Noor. He he, he owns he co-owns the, the 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 food truck with me, and he's like the the the, the guy with a. a Pretty decent amount of patience. So we're like, no, no, bro, you have to calm down. Everything's gonna be fine, and we just have to keep being patient and try to build this up. And then when 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 we went for round two the the day after, we we had a, a one hour meeting before the shift started, and we was like trying to find out where we had the 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 most. Uh, how do you say it in English? Uh, not problem, but where where, where did it uh, like hack the most between us? Yeah, where did so where did everything we, fall how, apart in exactly, the communication exactly, and in the process? Exactly. Yeah, how can we optimize it so it comes yeah. it, it becomes uh, better? So we we found out that uh, a few parts we could we could like uh, get better at them, and then later on when we open. We still struggled, but we didn't struggle uh, like the day before. So day by day, day by day, we became a little bit better, a little bit better. And now like we're doing it, we can close our eyes and do it uh, <laughs> without, uh, even if we have like a, a hard, hard pressure and 200 customers outside, we can like deliver without uh, compromising with the quality or anything else. 
And I want to point this out. Um, you guys came recommended. Um, there is someone, you know, one of our fans that has greatly helped us out in Sweden in, in many, many ways. I can't even express, but they are a burger fan, and I'm hoping to get this burger blogger that's in Stockholm as well that does a really phenomenal job of of capturing this burger craze that's going on in Europe, I think, like we had in the United States, but with the European twist that we're talking about, which the main one that I think is quality. And out of all of them that recommended, you were the first. And it's it's an amazing thing because I, I think, and we talk about this a lot in the podcast, the energy matches the food. Your energy is there. And even though you guys had that hard day, which I feel it, when someone kicks the crap out of you and then you try to get back up and then they're stepping on your fingers and then kicking you when you're and getting back down, it's that type of feeling. And so it's hard as an entrepreneur and you're not sure, am I going the right direction? But for some reason, you eventually exactly. learn that it's happening for a reason that you need to learn these lessons. So that being said, how do you function better in communicating with your partners and your colleagues? As you said, I like the word colleagues. We use words like employees and stuff here. I think colleagues is a much more team building word. And so I like that. Um, and how do you, um, how do you, well, let's start there. How do you communicate with each other? And then how did you improve the processes in your operations? I mean, were there specific things that you were just missing? Um, or over time, if you look back, let's say now, and you could tell yourself you should have just done this, what would that be? Yeah, uh, the, the first uh, first thing is that uh, me, my partner, we like, like I said before, we're longtime friends. We grew up together, so we know each other. Each other. And then we have, I, I shouldn't even call them colleagues. It's like family now. The 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 the, the first one is my my partner's little brother. He works with us. Umar the douchebag, we call him. And then we have the other the other guy. <laughs> I love it. Armin. I love it. Only in the food business. Armin. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Armand, the triple douche. We like we like a family together. Like it's it's a small place that we yeah yeah here every day, day in and day out. So we 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 become closer and uh, day by day when we uh, when we are getting better, we like the communi- communication is also getting better. But by like uh, by default, like so. It's just like grinding out and uh, everything becomes better. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Okay, let's talk about what does your menus look like? How do you change the burgers? Like, how do you source your ingredients? I mean, do you, you said it's the quality. So, I mean, yeah. what makes you stand out? I mean, what are the ingredients that you're doing? What are the different type of burgers? Like, And I'm going to take a step back also. I also want to know what your favorite burger is that you guys yeah, make. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the first thing is, like I said, with the quality, we never ever uh, compromise. Uh, that's what we are known for. And I, I don't know if you know, but uh, we have a Instagram or like th- th- there are a bunch of guys. They 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 call themselves burger dudes, and they've been through the whole world eating burgers. They have like 50k followers on Instagram, and they have a, a ranking list of world's best burgers and Europe's best burgers and Sweden's best burgers. And for me, in in my opinion, Sweden, uh, this little tiny country in the north, 
uh, or not so tiny, but you know, in the north, we provide some of the best burgers in the whole world. I've been in many different countries, and I've never eaten in so many places that uh, can uh, provide such quality. Uh, the only country that I have I've never visited that I know of or heard of uh, that has good quality it's the states that's the only one uh, so we 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 have we have a lot of uh, famous and a lot of nice burgers that really 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 can offer good quality so with that being said um, we're currently on the that Sweden list as number seven and they are releasing their new list in uh, about two weeks, the 9th of, 9th of January, I think. And we hope that we are going to get a higher uh, place this time because we know that deep down inside, we feel like we are the, we're the best at what we are doing. Uh, and what, what, what was the question? It was... Uh, Regarding the quality, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, quality. So- and I mean, ha- I mean, it's different here in the United States. We really have to, we have a lot, we're a free market here in like weird kind of ways. Like even the quality, like you have to shop for high quality. I don't know if it's the same way there and I'm not saying it's different here or it's bad or good. But in order to get that higher quality, we really have to make an effort to seek that organic quality, to seek that non-pesticide or whatever um, to seek that grass-fed beef. I mean, it, it, depending on what the quality standards are. I mean, so what? I mean, how do you guys find that, and and what does that look like? Because I don't know how you find it in another country the way that we find it here. Because we have a lot of obstacles in finding quality because we're all about mass production here and we have abundance. So it's a little bit different. So how do you do that? Regarding that, uh, like I said, when we first opened, it was rough times, but. Uh, the thing is that many people don't know is that the, the, the months before we opened, we were like try, trying every day different kind of meat, different kind of mixes of meat together, different different kind of bread, different different. We we, we were in the, in the kitchen at home, uh, do uh, mixing up sa- sauces that we try to like uh, every day try uh, try to change a little bit less sugar, more sugar, more ketchup, less ketchup. So like we really, really, really put time and effort in like preparing uh, for the day of the opening. Like we were like, if we're going to open and do it seriously, we have to offer something that we can really, really be proud of, proud of and like think highly about. So in the end, we came up with five burgers on the menu, uh, each one with different uh, tastes we have we have an original we have a, a barbecue burger we have a, a hot burger flaming burger we have a cheesy burger and the last one we have a sweet like swedish sweet sweet burger so we, we try to like offer different kind of flavors and we wanted each of these five burgers to be like top notch top quality so we we did a lot of uh, pre 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 work so um, let's deconstruct these burgers. Let's let's tell them like you you broke each one down. You have a sweet one, a hot one, 
a cheesy one. Like, what are the ingredients that are on each one? I really want to talk about this because here's why. Because in the United States, we have like fast and quick service. And the way we look at a burger is different. And the way we look at it is more of a convenience versus a quality. I will say that, okay? And what you're doing and why it piqued my interest so much what's going on there is you're right. The quality is a focus. And here we focus more on convenience and the quality is secondary when it comes to burgers. 100% in the United States, there's few companies that really focus on quality burgers. And if they do, it doesn't last very long when they expand. But what I see you guys doing is you're focusing on it in a way that makes it scalable if you want to grow your business. So let's talk about what your burgers are. I mean, and, and, I like the other thing that you did is you're talking about actually flavor profiles that matter in the taste buds of the human, the sweet, the hot, the cheesy, you know, which is salty, is savory, and these things that are there. So let's, can we talk about that, um, Hussein, if, you, if you'd like, or I, I'd certainly like it because I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. And you should check out Moe's Burger on Instagram, guys. Their Instagram is phenomenal. Again, that's what we're using. That's where we're pushing, but it's phenomenal. So go ahead. Regarding the the, 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 the the different kind of burgers. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So so first of all, we have the original burger. It's called Big Mo. Uh, it's like a that burger. Uh, a lot of places uh, sell that burger, even in the states. Like it's our original sauce, most dressing, and then you have like uh, onions, uh, tomato, and lettuce. And then that uh, cheddar cheese on the on the meat. That's like an original burger. The thing is that uh, a lot of people like uh, our uh, most dressing, dressing that 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 the dressing that we do by ourselves each each and every day uh, before the ship stops. And you make it uh, from scratch just to add. Exactly, cleared. we make it from scratch, cool. and we did a lot of testing, a lot of headache uh, before we opened. And we we want. Uh, Either it became too sweet or it became too, like, uh, peppery because uh, we, we use uh, uh, black pepper in, in the sauce. So we tried really hard to come up with the best combination so that uh, we, we knew that, wow, this is going to uh, take people by storm. Uh, so that's the original burger. Uh, then we have uh, our barbecue burger, Smoky Mo, with onion rings, f- fried onion rings, and barbecue sauce, uh, mayo, and uh, onions. Uh, a really good combination. That's my uh, favorite burger, if you ask me. Uh, I didn't even like barbecue before I started working in the food truck. I really hated barbecue. Uh, it's uh, interesting you say that. I've had yeah, a, a very yeah, similar think, experience think. recently. I didn't like wet barbecue. I like dry barbecue up until like a few weeks ago where I've had this really great experience with barbecue. But go ahead. I love this because no, no. I think when you work with it, you have a different appreciation for it. Honestly, that's just exactly. my opinion. I was like, how can, how can how can people even like this kind of sauce? But with the combination with the mayo, uh, like... Uh, Taking, taking, they took uh, both of them took the other one out, so it became like a sweet, uh, sweet and sweet, 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 
kind of sweet uh, sauce and combined together with the fried onion rings on the top. It was like, wow. So that was our uh, barbecue burger. Then we had our best seller uh, right uh, now. Uh, it's between uh, this burger and the, che- the cheesy burger, the, the Flaming Mo, it's called, with red chili and lettuce and uh, red onions uh, and our, our secret hot mayo sauce that we do by uh, from scratch. That's the best seller right now. And then we had the cheesy burger with chili cheese tops and uh, our most dressing and uh, onion. Also a good uh, uh, bestseller. And then we had the, the, the we have the last one. That's our special burger, signature burger. It's called Super Mo with caramelized onion uh, and uh, uh, mushrooms uh, f- fried on the on the grill. We, uh, for a, 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 a bit a amount of time and uh, mayo sauce that's our five burgers original I'm, burger i love it i'm gonna ask you again which one's your favorite or what's your favorite one to make maybe it's not even on the menu um but i love the creativity yeah. and the thought and the openness as an entrepreneur to try new things as well with the barbecue sauce because i think that's important that we try new things and we're open to it because we sometimes isolate things and I don't know how to describe this. This is like when you have a significant other, particularly as a man, and you're in the closet, you're like, I can't find the cookies. I can't find the cookies. Like it's right in front of your face. I can't find the cookies. And you're focusing so much on that you can't find them that you're not actually focusing on finding them. Okay. And that's the same thing here is if you focus so much on you don't like the sauce, then you're not understanding maybe how the sauce goes together with the whole item, especially as an entrepreneur, especially in the food world or a chef or whoever. And so that's an important thing. And I think in your food business as an entrepreneur, it's important to understand that also. It's okay. Sometimes we isolate something and think it's bad because we look at it in isolation, but in the whole, it's actually good and complementary when we mix it in with the right combination of items or humans or whatever. So um, those are two things. So What's your favorite burger, Hussein? The one that you make and the one that you guys serve. I'll give you two chances to answer the question because sometimes it may not be the same. No, the, 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 like I said before, uh, for me right now, it's the, the barbecue burger. Like it or not, uh, uh, our five different kind of burgers, we try to, with the idea, the thought behind it was you have to attract uh, as many as possible and how do you do it for us the the the, the answer was you have to like uh, offer them different various kinds of burgers and that's why we went with the different kind of uh, flavors and sauces and ingredients awesome that we did. and so i don't know what it's like in sweden i just want to ask the question so did you have to build a food truck did you buy an old food truck like how do you find food trucks um over there in europe are there companies that build them and they're pretty easy to get access to i know nothing about this i know what it's like in the united states but i don't know what it's like there pretty much the same thing here we have companies that uh, build the trucks or we have like a a web page that you can buy old trucks like used trucks for for a cheaper cost 
Cool. So that being said, I mean, what's the expansion plan? Are you guys going to try to keep growing and add more trucks? Are you, we call it brick and mortar here in the United States. I don't know what you call it in Sweden, uh, like more of a permanent location. Um, like, are you trying to do those type of things? I mean, like what's the future hold for most burger? Like, I think yeah. there's so much success and the fact that I heard about you over here and there's such a love by this individual, uh, Sven that recommended you guys. I am just like, and I'll give a shout out to Sven. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And and what I love about this the most is I will gloat a little bit and I have a lot of humility, but here's one of the things. Like my fucking love for cheeseburgers started a conversation that actually ended up where I am right now with who I am with, with why I'm even talking to someone in Sweden who's number seventh in Sweden for burgers. That's saying a ton, guys, because burgers are big in Sweden right now and in Europe. Like the international burger craze is for real, and America's about to get a run for its money. Our burger, you know, monopoly, as I will call it, because we don't look at it that way because there's so many competition in the United States, it's about to get challenged by Europeans. And one of the things I will tell you when I look at trends is they're stronger in their quality and their commitment and core values around the products than we are over in Europe. And that's one of the things I love about this. The company was built first with core values and quality in the product in mind, and then they scaled it. And so let's talk about what the future holds. Let's talk about Sweden. I had to just throw that personal trophy up there. It wasn't monetary. I just felt it was a win because that little thing that I did all those years ago that everyone throws in my face that's an ex-employee and disgruntled. Um, for whatever reason, um, that thing led me to right to where I am. I just want everyone to know that and talking to you and also, you know, the things that are going on in my life, right, particularly now, um, a conversation around cheeseburgers. So, and that conversation that I did that day, all those years ago in Roanoke, Virginia. So I just think that life works in mysterious ways and you never actually know when you're having a good day, even though it seems like a bad day. When the day is a hurricane, it seems like the worst day ever. It's actually maybe the best day of your life because you grow. So that being said, I got off topic there a little bit. Um, So what does the future hold for Moe's Burgers? Well, if I could get a dollar uh, of every time people ask us that uh, daily. Really, really? uh, I would have been rich by now. (laughs) <laughs> every time we have every every shift we like we have people like the the, the amount of the, the various kind of customers also we have people from stockholm we have people coming from nearby cities eating at our uh, at our place we on weekly basis and a lot of a lot of them ask us the same question uh, ask the same question the, when are you going to open a restaurant what's your plans do you have plans what do you want to do? You can't. You can't like still uh, work in a food truck. Uh, so we're like. Uh, we're <laughs> Who says I can't it. work at a food truck? You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we can, and we, we really enjoy it. Like the, we 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 see like we have a a strong uh, customer. Uh, how do you say clientele that comes. Very Absolutely, often. and you build like relationships we have, we have, with them. They're your exactly, people. We have, like for example, we have a crazy Albanian guy called uh, named Yunus uh, Kepi. Uh, <laughs> he came. He, he come. He comes to us every every day, uh, asking for his. Uh, he, he's allergic to egg, so he can't eat egg. So we have a special sauce, a, a, a vegan sauce, just for him. 
and he, we were like every time he comes he was like oh bro not not this not this guy again like <laughs> so we have to bring out the sauce and and make it from scratch and everything and so, so on and so forth so uh, we 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 get a lot of a lot a different kind of relation with our customers absolutely and just one example uh, so uh, yeah the plan right now is just as always just keep on doing a good job uh, bring out the best burgers that we can uh, and we'll see in the future what holds for us but uh, we we were thinking about a restaurant but we're not uh, completely sure if we want to take that step as of now yeah and here's something i will say just uh, uh what i'll call coattail off of what you're saying um as entrepreneurs if we stick to true to what we're doing the quality the product keep the discipline of staying true to it every day and i'll ask you how many days a week you guys work in a second but it's when you do that and you have the discipline to do that you create opportunities because you're preparing for them if you and it's not saying you shouldn't seek opportunities don't get me wrong i seek them but I less have to seek them anymore because I'm creating them with my actions. And I don't know how to explain this other than that it doesn't mean only working in your business. It also means working on your business. But what it what I'm saying is do this stuff well, continue to do it well over a long time, and don't let your foot off the pedal, okay? And hit the gas harder when the times are harder, okay? And make sure you're always growing um, however, it's not always in seeking the opportunities, it's being preparing for them. And I just, I think there's a big difference there. Um, and we just heard it uh, in Hussein's answer. And it's not time to scale, it's not time to grow, it's not time to think about that right now. We're still making this big and we're still building this brand and Mo's Burger's name and we'll see what happens because we're creating our own opportunities. So. Um, I'll just uh, earmark that. And then let's talk about how many days a week do you guys run? Um, like, how do you find business for the food truck? Uh, do you have to go to neighborhoods? I mean, how um, do you do events like weddings and stuff? Because that's big in the United States. What does all of that look like? Exactly. Uh, for us, when we started, we, we worked five, di- five days a week uh, for, a, uh, for a year, about a year. And then... Uh, when the winter came the first year, we we went down to uh, four days a week. And later after that, right as of now, right now, during the winter right now, because it's pretty cold up here, uh, we're working three days a week. And the plan is uh, during the spring and summer to go back to four days. That's like the original uh, schedule that we have, four days a week. Uh, and regarding... Uh, the different kind of places. No, we 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 have our food truck, uh, and we have had the food truck in the same place uh, during this uh, these two years. So we don't move it. We don't go from place to place. We're always at the same spot. Love this. Stockholm. Because yeah, it's exactly. so different than what we're used to in in the United States. So there's a few here in Nashville. Interestingly, they're more placed than mobile. But everywhere else in the United States, they're definitely mobile and everyone goes to the business. So it's always interesting to hear that. Um, and I want to make a note of this also because they're telling me in my ear that just to make note, 
there's a couple places in the world that are really becoming diverse in their food and their offerings because one, there's strong food and culture to begin with. Um, there's the immigrant populations that have come in and diversified the food that's being offered. Um, there's influence both internally and externally in terms of international food. And Sweden and Stockholm and, and that type and is one of them. I will tell you Australia is another one that's getting heavily influenced and, and a lot of good food coming out of there. And Germany is another one. And we always, the United States, just by the nature of it, depending on the city, but these type of pockets are popping up, and there's some some others in Asia and in um, South America that we'll eventually talk about. But right now, I'm concentrating on Sweden and Australia as we start taking on this international journey. But I will tell you that it's no joke what's going on on an international level on food, and particularly in something just like cheeseburgers or hamburgers, because... The quality is being raised and the competition on an international level is real. And if one of the things that's really cool is if I do truly love cheeseburgers like Hussein started this business off of, I can travel to places and get the experience of the city. It's not always about going to Stockholm and all the museums, like right? It's about walking the city, getting the culture. If you like burgers, go experience the way burgers are done in Sweden. It's not, oh, I'm not gonna just have another hamburger like I have in America, okay, or wherever you're from. It is a different experience. I will tell you firsthand, I've had great burgers in Stockholm. Hands down, it's it's just the way it always worked out during lunchtime and the years that I've been there. And it was easier to do as a family because they everyone likes hamburgers, right? And when you're on the road and you're moving, it's convenient and quick. But the difference is the quality when you eat the food, okay? So I just want to highlight that. I want to highlight that. I'm going to have to get to Stockholm, and we're going to have to get this Moe's burger I, thing I happening. I just want to highlight one, one thing before. Uh, before. Uh, regarding the quality, we have like a... We have like a what should I call it? Uh, not worth work ethic, but like we have a criteria. If the the burger that we serve doesn't meet our our criteria criteria of uh, like being a good, really really good burger standards, we don't yeah. even yeah the, the standards exactly. Uh, thanks. Um, we don't even serve the burger. That's how. Uh, uh, Highly, we think about about uh, the burgers. We really, we really try to uh, serve the best possible burgers that a, a human being can serve. So, if the burger doesn't meet our standards, we eat it ourselves and we don't serve it. That's uh, how how long we are willing to 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 go and uh, regarding the like quality. Yeah, and I think people hear like the nicknames and stuff and the rubble rousing and boys being boys or men being men and we rabble rouse and we joke around and we take things less seriously and they think that it's a joking around and it's a fun thing. But I think the reality is you guys are very driven men and you're very focused on your goals and you just have fun doing it and that's why you enjoy it and there's a lot of joy and happiness in being true to that. Would you say that that's, that's true? That's really true. Like we 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 become we, we we become happy when we see that another person really like our foods, our food. That's a normal thing, uh, and uh, and we we get a receipt that wow, this is a receipt of us putting in the work and doing it good. So so it's really really 
it's really fun to see and uh, fun to hear. And we, on a daily basis, we really try to improve ourselves each and every day. We still come come up with uh, different kind of improvements uh, regarding the the, the 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 food and and uh, the the system that we work after or the the food truck itself. So it's uh, no, it's it's nice. And so let's let I'm going to branch off on this conversation a little bit into like a commentary or a tangent. The um. What would you say are the three qualities that you have, Hussein, that make you a great entrepreneur? And how about the three qualities of your colleague or business partner in the food truck that make him a good entrepreneur? I mean, I think this is really important because you're so grounded and so focused. And um, it's really cool to hear. So I'm interested to hear what you guys, what you think your qualities are that make you a great entrepreneur and your business partner. Regarding my business partner and a longtime friend, his best quality, uh, I would say the first one is uh, the, the amount of patience that he had. He, he was like abroad uh, during uh, six or seven years living in the Middle East. So he became used to not get getting anything for free. Like we, like the system that we have here in Sweden, it's pretty nice and uh, it's like soft and we, you, like the 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 the, uh, the schools are free. The 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 the, the health healthcare is free. Is free. Visiting the hospitals is are free, is free. So when you go abroad, when you live abroad, you you can't take that for granted. So you ha- you have to have a lot of patience. So when he came back, and uh, we went into this idea of starting a food truck, he came with a really big dose of patience. That helped us a lot during our way to becoming as successful that uh, that we can be. So uh, that first one I would say is patience. The second thing is uh, uh, that the eye of the eye for details. We can really we can really tell when a burger is good or we or when we put too much sauce or too little sauce or too much black pepper and salt or or too 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 little and so on and so forth so the eye of the eye for details that's the second thing and that the third thing i would say uh our work ethic like uh, we came we come to work every day we still we have families we have kids we have we have another job we we both uh work two 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 jobs and still we come to to work every day and uh, do our thing so the work 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 ethics is, is the, the the third thing i would say absolutely and we and and that was and that's for both of you or just him no but both both of us both of us <laughs> yeah one of the things i will say is that and you know i i think it's in both it's in judaism christianity in Islam or um, is that patience is love. I just want to point that out. Like you can't be more loving of a human than having the patience uh, to watch them grow and allow them to grow, but also in the discipline of them growing. I think as a parent, you probably understand this uh, very well um, is like allowing them the freedom to grow, but also the discipline um, to make sure they stay within the proper boundaries of that growth. And so, it's um 
it's very, very important, I think, as an entrepreneur that we understand that no matter what it is, I don't care. I use religion as an example, but um, but no matter what your thing is or what religion or if you're just a human, the most basic thing we can do is have patience and love for other humans and in the situations because adding more pressure, adding more stress or dumping your stress on a situation that already has stress or a human who, who's already experiencing that same stress is only going to compound it for both of you. And exactly. so it's very, very, very important that in any relationship, especially in one where you're the boss or the parent or there's an assumed power, whether given or taken or earned or whatever, that you have patience because it is the most loving, kind, and leadership thing type aspect thing you can do and entrepreneurial in my opinion. There's no other purpose. The number one purpose of an entrepreneur is to grow the world around us in a positive way. I, I 100% know that for sure. That's what separates okay. us from businessmen or sole proprietors or a person that just tries to make money. Okay, so that's the big difference. Um, so talk to me about this last thing. I think we're going to end on this this note. Um, and then I'm going to ask you to add anything you want to add in. But you have a family. You guys have family. I mean, what's the core values then that you raise your family in or that you've, you've built this business on? I mean, it, you know, some people say integrity and stuff like that. But And you talked about work ethic and patience and stuff like that. And that made you guys who you are. But what is it on a daily basis that you would say that um, you instill in your family, number one, would like the core value or what I said, quality? And what are the things that you guys as business owners and entrepreneurs try to instill in your employees from that type of value system also or who are now your family? Because you used the word family. So I'm combining family and work because you combine them um, just so we're aware of that because otherwise I wouldn't have done that. But I think it is true as an entrepreneur, I understand both are your family. And the way you look at both and the core values you instill in both are often similar. So I want to make that connection before you uh, answered the question. So it's all yours. Yeah, it's it's pretty much uh, passion passion and love of what you're doing and like doing it good uh, if it's regarding the children or your company like you have to put the work in so uh, you have to like uh, cherish the moment and uh, really try to spread your passion for your kids and also for your company and the love and everything is else is gonna come uh, like uh, with it so passion and love and respect, like respecting what you do uh, and try trying hard every t- every day and uh, not being afraid of f- f- failing because failure, failure is just another receipt for you that you, you have tried and maybe next time you're going to succeed. So not being afraid and also being patient. And that, now I mentioned a lot, a lot of different kind of things, but... That's pretty much what the what what do we daily work for and yeah. after. And I think this is hugely important. I talked about this a couple podcasts ago, episodes on the Utopia Bagels podcast. <clears throat> Winning isn't necessarily a scoreboard thing. And if I've won once and the other party's won nine times, 
it doesn't matter. I got up nine times and I won the last time and I TKO'd them and they never got up again. So they may have knocked me down nine times, but in the end, I knocked them down permanently. And it's a competitive thing, but it's the way life is. It's loss, 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 really big win if you look at it that way. And those that can continue to learn through the losses and stack up the losses often have those big wins and everyone's like oh my god they were so lucky look at that big win no it was the stack of losses behind them that they learned from and so that's hugely important and it's a gift it's a gift when we go through life and we have mistakes like Hussein talked about it's a gift we're being given a gift like it's important in our character it's important in the future self that we create and gaining distance on our previous self that we go through these things and it's really important that we instill these entrepreneurial values that Hussein just talked about in our children and in the individuals that work with us and the humans that work with us in our businesses and our colleagues because if we don't We're wasting major opportunity we have not only to be good business people and entrepreneurs, but to be good humans that have a lasting legacy and impact not only in their business, but in the core values they as a human and their business instill into the world many generations after. And so we have that ability. And in Europe, they understand legacy way better than we do and and generational uh, influence and impact because it's just you can see it around there like blatant as you can see how old the buildings are. We don't grasp it as much as Americans because of abundance and we build something and tear it down and build something new. So it's it's that. So. Hussein, as we wrap up this episode, like I'm so thankful we were able to connect um, and we were able to, to do this podcast and, and really highlight what's going on in the burger world uh, over in Sweden. So um, as we wrap things up, is there anything you want to share with anyone or, or anything that you feel is important that we haven't gone over that you'd like to tell the audience about being an entrepreneur or being in the food business that you think is important? Uh, just be true to yourself and keep on grinding and uh, that uh, the success will eventually come with it and uh, regarding uh, our American uh, friends and listeners uh, uh, we're really glad and we really welcome all of you if you have your ways or if you're visiting Stockholm and in particular you're really welcome to our food truck in Shista here in Stockholm, Sweden uh, just come by and say hi, and we'll uh, we're gonna treat you with the best burgers that you can uh, eat, even better than the states. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to see what that ranking is in January. Um, number seven, it's really impressive. I love it. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, if you guys are looking for us, you can find us on Spotify or anywhere else you grow yourself through podcasts. Please. Um, continue to share it if you like what the entrepreneurs are doing. You're in Sweden, you're in Australia because we're growing in those markets. You want to share it with entrepreneurs or you have entrepreneurs that would really be great to interview on this podcast that are great entrepreneurs in the food space or in the beverage space. We do beer, alcohol. You know, we're not picky here. Nutrition, like we're talking about human consumption here. Um, and we're trying to expose the entrepreneurs in it because there's more entrepreneurs in food, beverage, and nutrition than any other segment, even if you just took food and beverage. Okay, so 
We're trying to unite everyone. We're trying to say that there's a global presence here in food entrepreneurship that we can be united around this because we are. We all have similar mindsets. We're all on the same grind. And we all have the same customer service issues regardless of what country we're in. Food is the common language other than numbers. I hate to say it to everyone, but if you want two common languages that unite humans, it's numbers and it's food, period. And if you want to loop food and be like, oh, you drink water. Well, same thing. I'm talking about food and beverage. So those are the things. Yes, we have air and we need, we all need human touch and we have babies and all that. But I'm not, I'm talking about on a level that makes us mm-hmm. all the same and similar in a way that we understand each other. So, and opens our minds. So that being said, again, thank you. Share the episodes. Everyone's listening to them. Follow us on social media. Follow the entrepreneurs on here on social media. Share the episodes that make an impact because we are pushing this out. We're not charging anyone for the information. The entrepreneurs are giving it away. We, you know, we need to support them. We need to support the effort here, and we need to support spreading entrepreneurism throughout the world because better entrepreneurs that are seeking better quality make better food and fight for better free markets as entrepreneurs. So, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening in, and have a great one.